0: Hey Warriors, and welcome back to another episode of Warrior Within. I hope you had a great week. Mine was pretty good. Um, It was pretty neat being able to go to um, my new friend's uh, Bible study this last Tuesday. Um, It was nice to be around other believers and just having a nice conversation. Um, I also would like to... Thank everybody who has responded to me. If you guys are interested in emailing me, technically you can just go to the Facebook page and you can go right over to messages and and I will answer the best when I can. Um, Sometimes I may not answer right away because things got busy or I just haven't had a chance to really clear out what I want to say back to you guys, but I I do try to respond the best I can. Um, Otherwise, you know, if you guys want to support, you can always sub with uh, Anchor itself. They do have that option. Otherwise, you could just keep on praying and things coming together. I think I've had my logo design concept figured out. Um, I'm reaching out to someone who is connected to a pastor friend of mine who does do logos, so I'm hoping that will work out uh, because it would be nice to have someone I'm connected to that I can stay connected with, basically, as they actually know each other in real life. Um, Anyway... um, I hope you guys have been enjoying the armor series, I know I have, and today we're going to be talking about the belt of truth. And I would have to say that this one was kind of interesting, I mean a lot of my studying kind of went to different directions about truth, but I think I got it down where I want to talk about certain certain things about it. Now you notice that so far I've kind of connected um, the armors to basically kind of real life body parts. You no, know, not necessarily the heart and last time about the heart heart, but technically, you know, the heart is life and whatever we put into the heart does spew out who we are. And that's like the inner of who we are comes out. And so we either block the Holy Spirit from his capability of moving us towards Christ, or we chase after, or I should say, or if we allow him to come in then he pushes us towards Christ. So we either have the choice to follow the flesh or follow the spirit, I would point out. But anyway, today we are going to talk about the belt of truth. Now, one of the things I can say right off the bat being from the picture of a soldier, um, Paul's description is based off of the Roman armor. Now, we do know that the Roman armor had a belt that went around the waist that would keep the breastplate down which the breastplate would help like any shoulder guards and the helmet to have its rifle place and maybe even the wrist bracers you know that they would be set up correctly everything would be put into place properly but if you think about it if you don't have the belt on nicely or correctly there's several things that could possibly happen one your chest armor is moving all over the place two you put your sword inside your usually the belt. Now they didn't necessarily had sheaths like what we had, but some if they did, um that's connected to the belt. You Don't have a proper belt or the belt's not on, you can't carry your blade on your side. Now sometimes especially back then, your belt was also used where you had your money. Um maybe you had like a like some type of napkin or handkerchief that you might have there. Um, and like, once again, it keeps, you know, cause so sometimes back then they had like toga type stuff or, um, overcoats that they would wear and a belt would keep that from moving around too much. Now, later on, we can picture in our heads, the imagery of pants, cause we know like, if we wear pants, um, we use a belt to keep the pants from falling. Correct. Uh, at some point we even have, or we hold like our phone, in some cases, some people have maybe a knife. Um, for like hunting they have like a knife holder teeth. Um, we go back to Western civil war time frame. You put the bullets on your belts, right? And then you also had your holster, you put your gun in that. So there's a lot of different things that we can picture in our head, what a belt can possibly have capable with or the usage of it. But the one thing that I always. Thought about too is if you were to look at sometimes old belts, they're also very thick, very thick, very strong, very solid. So the idea is it's not a cheap leather, it's not a cheap plastic type deal where if you were to get like if someone were to swing something around that area, it doesn't necessarily mean you're dead. It could actually hit that leather and stop it. Also Having nice thick belts too is kind of similar to, I don't know if you ever used a back belt for weightlifting or moving items like at a job, but that helps keep your back stabilized. Because you gotta remember in a battle, remember we talked about the the boots, right? And we talked about how your feet and your positioning, your, your capability of countering is vital. So is keeping your balance and steadiness around the waist area to like nothing to get in the way as you move. Because if you think about it, you got like maybe chest armor, you got like some type of clothing underneath. There's some type of like your pants, whatever. You want to keep your legs from being, you know, mixed, mixed up or messed up. You got to have a belt to hold everything steady. Like, you know, your sword at your side. You don't want it to be moving around too loose and hitting your legs and making you trip and fall. Like all of that has a factor if you think about it. But also, I started thinking about internally. Now, if you know, if you take this from a different perspective, you know that our gut, if you've done any research or studying, good gut, like I say, good gut bacteria, good gut inner, inner words, um, you... It's an effect to your allergies, um, affects your immunity system, it affects the functionality of your body. It also what you feed it does provide what type of toxins, health, or care that you actually get. Now we know if you you're gonna eat a bunch of bad stuff and crap like you shouldn't. We know there's a lot of penalties that come or consequences that can possibly come: heart attack, diabetes illnesses you didn't know about, bad gut issues, which, you know, at the other end could be a problem. You can get kidney stones. You can get um, bladder diseases. Anything that we could think of health-wise could actually come from not eating properly or well. And this got me to thinking a different perspective about the belt. But first, we got to understand there is an important view that we have to understand about Belt of truth. Belt of truth is the foundational principles of our faith, the gospel message of Christ, understanding and believing that if Jesus is the Messiah, then we can't have a doubt against the scriptures. We have to believe that it's true 100%. God takes care of His word, period. Because there's going to be people you're going to meet. Well, people messed with it. People got involved. People rewrote it and they wrote it the way they want it. Yes, people did do that. But do you not think that God would not protect his truth? He knows what he said. And he provided the Holy Spirit to us. We have that capability, which we'll talk about a little bit more later. We have that capability of understanding scripture and knowing Truth and understanding it, because the more we spend in God's Word, we can see, hey, you know that version, you know that guy doesn't seem like he interpreted it correctly. You go and research; you find out he basically took another Bible and rewrote it the way he felt it should be written. He didn't go to the original Scriptures. I have another friend who loves like studying about the Bibles and has done a lot of research himself, and you know he. Went and he went and he studied up how the translations were translated. And that's how he determined which ones would be best to use. Now, personally, I do use ESV. I do appreciate King James Version. And sometimes even reading the message is kind of interestingly like fun to read because you can get somewhat of an understanding. But You got to make sure you can't just go buy the message. You can't sit there and just, I'm going to buy the message. No, because you need to have the original translations. You need to make sure that there is a complete understanding because sometimes people try to simplify things and they make it too simple to the point where it's easy to manipulate and control. I even see this with, um, being, you have to be very careful when you, study up our forefathers to make sure you understand what they were actually saying and not just take what they're saying to fit a view that you want it to be. I I have a few friends that will point out all these views that they stand on and then they'll throw in all the forefathers said it. And then you go and you study up what the forefathers said and it doesn't match up with what they're saying. It matches up what scripture says because the perspective that they had is not what they're saying that they're wanting it to be, their ideology. You need to be very careful. This is why the truth foundation is very important. We, the, the truth is that Jesus was basically since Adam and Eve proclaimed to exist all the way up to the point where he existed. Like the whole Old Testament is leading us to a savior. It also shows us humanity. It shows us Sin nature shows us how sin intervenes and can control a situation and damage it. You have consequences. Like, we know, we talked about David. talked about how he went up when he should have been out in the battle. He saw a beautiful woman. He wanted her. Took her in. He got her pregnant. Tried to get her husband to sleep with her to make it look like it's his kid. Wouldn't do it. Ended up murdering him. His son was taken from him. He repented, which is a key thing of understanding. He repented and got back on the way of the Lord. But we do know he has another issue with his older an older son of his. We do know that he didn't always follow what God said to do, even though he's considered a man who is after God's heart. We see that Moses, who murdered somebody, ran off, got told to come back, came back, led his people, and still at the end disobeyed God and ended up not being able to go into the promised land, but was able to see it. People still make mistakes. We see the disciples do something similar where they're kind of pushing views of the law into making Gentiles switch over to their view of Israel or Jewish law. But Paul says, no, 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 that's not what God said. And even, it's funny, because even Peter got confronted by God by showing all the animals to explain that the old law is not in effect to the Gentiles and the Jews because of what I've done. See, we forget that the foundation should be based on jesus so we create our own format of foundation to be able to have it be what i believe leading us into us being our own gods But before we talk about that we're gonna make sure we have a better understanding of who we are and what christ did for us we go to romans 6 go to verse 5 states, for if we have been united with him in death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to it. Because remember, our enslavement was hell. Because that's when we are enslaved to sin, hell is the answer. That's where we're going to go. We continue in verse 7, For one who has died has been set free from sin. I know you probably have heard throughout the years, Oh, if I'm a Christian, I can't do anything, can't have fun. Well, yes, you're not supposed to be doing sin. You're going to still have fun. I had plenty of fun without having to be chasing after the typical teenage, young adult sin. Okay, going to verse 8. Now we have died with christ we believe that we will also live with him we know that christ being raised from the dead will never again will never die again death no longer has dominion over him for the death he died to for the death he died he died to sin once for all but the life he lives he lives to god so you also must consider yourself dead to sin alive to God in Christ so right now it's telling us there's a choice so what we feed ourselves think about this what we feed ourselves is either gonna be toxic choices that we bring in or it's going to be the healthy choices of Christ It starts affecting our truth. You know, when you see a true healthy person is not based on whether they're fat or skinny. It's based on their actual vitals and information of their blood work, how healthy they really are. It's eternal health. Yet in scripture, it does tell us if we're walking in light and walking in truth and doing what God has asked, our fruit, so our actions outside will show Christ. But there is still going to be, if there's things you have not surrendered to God, not given up, will affect your beliefs, will affect how you think, will even affect questioning because you remember we've talked about this before that one of the main problems in today's culture is we want that not we but there's other christians telling christians question your faith now it sounds the way they do they make it sound like it's a it's a spiritual thing something that we're supposed to do but in reality it's not the necessary truth to question God, it's the question whether we are actually following God. So for example, I was brought up in a Baptist school that taught us that dancing was wrong. Anything outside of hymnal was wrong. This is just those two examples. Now, dancing is not wrong, but dancing an essential way to entice sexual desires from a man or a woman is. Right? Music is not necessarily wrong unless it's enticing the wrong views and what you're singing. So it can be whether it's a worldly song teaching, you know, teaching or promoting sexual into windows or inappropriate stuff towards another man or towards a man or a woman, right? But there's also the other side, too. Remember, we talked about you have to be super careful that the songs aren't teaching, not non-biblical stuff because there is progressive. There is some of the spiritualism that's coming into our singing, not alone the the actions or the, the perspectives that they're trying to use music to manipulate you into a spiritual connection. You have to be very careful. Holy spirit can speak through music, whether it's hymnal or see, know, Christian contemporary music, CCM. Okay, you just got to listen to what is being said and taught. So regardless of what we take in, we got to remember that it's going to come out, you know, you know, in real life, it's the backside of our body or the front side of our body is waste. And those are the impurities of the toxins that shouldn't be in our body. The body takes in the, the vitamins and minerals it's supposed to have and flushes out stuff that you shouldn't. It's the same way of how we're supposed to live. We should be bringing in stuff that we should have in our life, what we watch, what we take in. Because if we are following the scriptures like we're supposed to, because that's the one way that, you know, you ask yourself, how do I get to be healthy? You take in God's word. Because if we go to 1 Corinthians 3, it states, according, uh, verse 10, according to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation and someone else is building upon it. Let each one take care how he builds upon it. For no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Verse 15. If anyone's work is burnt up, he will suffer loss, though he himself will be saved, but only as through fire. So it talks about in between, like what you what you built upon and what you do, if it's honoring to God, it's going to pass through a fire and be tested. And what doesn't get burnt up will be basically rewarded to you. But... At the end, what doesn't is going to be burnt up. That's what that 15 for. That 15 about is for. If anyone's work is burnt up, he will suffer loss because your intentions were not necessarily to follow the truth. Your intentions were for yourself, or do your own thing. And because you were filling yourself with stuff you weren't supposed to, even if it was good intentions or because of the right reasons in your head, yourself, gonna have no value at the end when you're tested through fire that does not mean hell it means that you will be cleansed because if you it's taking the icon the concept and idea of gold you know if you put you to put gold in really hot fire and let it like just sit there and cook and the impurities will come to the top and then they scrape that impurities off they want to make it as pure as possible that is the same image that we're supposed to have about our belt of truth The more we spend time in God's word, the more that we build up a stronger foundation and understanding of who God is. And one scripture is that we're following Jesus, we're walking in the way of the Lord and we're being righteous. The impurities are going to come out, the toxins, and we can remove them out. What happens if we're not doing that? We're going to take a quick break. And then right after this, we will continue this conversation. I'll see you right after. Hey, Warriors, welcome back to the second half of our episode. And I ended it with the first half with what happens if we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. Now, we saw in verse 15 of 1 Corinthians 3, it explains that, you know, at the end, what we do will be what is good. Basically, what is shown that you are doing what you're supposed to will stick around, but ones that don't will be burned. It's the same concept of our life. But we eat it. If it's righteous and goodness, we'll stay into you know our, our bellies and we'll gain the nutrients and understanding and our foundation will get stronger. That belt will be strong. But you see, when we don't do that, we start becoming gods of our own life. And instead of taking... What we're supposed to to God to take like submit to Him in authority and surrendering everything to His will, we take control and we become our own gods. We create our own fate. We start wearing the armor of the world, the belt of gods. And we can even add where we start focusing on idolatry, we start focusing on things that that this world thinks matters more than to actually fall the truth, because it gives you something here while you're here, because we start allowing impurities into our, our bodies, we start allowing it to fester into our, our bellies, and it starts to re- reap effects, we, you know, like. We, like I said, we talked about actual health issues, this creates disease, weight gain, whatever it may be. But weak immunity is one of the things that stood out to me because a lot of people don't realize when you're not eating healthy, your immunity levels get damaged. You know, we hear maybe conversation of autoimmune diseases, and we start talking about people having, you know, diseases on their skin, whether it's psoriasis or I forget what the other thing is, you know, stuff like that. And we start to see damage, you know, we see pimples, we see like disformities that come from our skin. And we don't realize it's what we're eating. Like this is real conversational science, not made up. I'm not spiritually talking. I'm talking about actual eating and affect your skin and affect your eternal body, affect how you go to the bathroom. It affects you weight gain because a lot of times people are like, yeah, well, if you just exercise and you, you know, eat salads and you drink a lot of water, you don't have this, you'll lose weight. No, not everybody's body works the same way. And it should be the same thing with how we approach everybody's situation. I'm not saying that everybody's situation is different. So therefore we can't deal with it with the same truth. No, I'm talking about that. You can't deal with everybody the same way. The one approach that worked on someone else may not work in the same approach with someone else because everybody's story is different. So everybody's issues may be different. Everybody may have different belly problems going on in their truth. And so therefore we need to remember that we need to be teaching the truth directly, correctly, and then help them see, Hey, you know, if you just change this part of your diet, this, you might start seeing some results that you've been looking for. So the same concept that came to mind about weak immunity also reminded me once again going to the spiritual side of our armor because we talked about our, you know, the, the shield, we talked about the helmet, we talked about what happens when all those pieces are, are affected. Well, your truth, if your immunity is weak, and that's coming from the foundational understanding of the belt of truth, that also means that you're more vulnerable to attacks. You remember, I talked about earlier in the, fir- in the first half of the episode. You don't have your belt on properly. Your chest armor will be moving around because it won't be holding tight to your chest, which then reveals open areas to be struck. We don't think about when we don't have all of our armor properly cared for and taken, you know, taken up and used pro- appropriately and correctly. In battle there is consequences when you put your guard down but what happens if you're feeding yourself all this crap even though you have the armor of God but you're not living like you're supposed to you're not living holy you're not living upright you're not following the rules you're not doing what God's telling you to do and but you know you go to church and you do those Bible studies and you do spend five minutes praying every morning and you don't treat people bad hey you know i just keep feeding myself all this crap all around me you know i watch stuff i shouldn't be watching and do things i shouldn't be doing i say things i shouldn't be saying i treat people the way i want and i i feed whatever my flesh is desiring but hey you know i i go to church and then we sit there and go you know i don't understand why god doesn't isn't there for me where is he you know i or we go running around saying you know, I, I go to church. Why? Why? Why do I still do the same things I do? Well, it's because you never change your your life. You know, people go on diets to try to solve problems, but to really solve the problem is to change your lifestyle, change your habits. And if we're feeding our bodies with all this crap. If we're allowing ideologies and philosophies and we start really getting into the whole like in-depth series, because we were hurt one point, because things didn't go the way that we were hoping they would go because we felt like we were unjustly treated, you know, someone that sinned. And so they chose a different answer or different direction in life. So we need something to be able to tell us that we are justified by what they have done towards us to say that, hey, they are a problem. Yet we don't look at ourselves for any of the the situations of how we were influencing or creating issue or causing problems because our theology says whatever we want. That's why I'm saying we become God's... Of our own selves our own truth you know we talked about before in the past there is christians today who are saying well you know i agree with this part of the bible but i don't agree with that part of the bible well my, you know my jesus loves everyone he doesn't say that hey they because they don't believe um that everybody should be loved in the sense that they have the right to love whoever they want. Well, you know, that's, that's not what Jesus would say. Jesus is on my side. Jesus says this, you know, to me, you know, this is what my Jesus does This is how my Jesus would feel. And we start talking about that that way is basically, well, you're not following the Jesus of the Bible. You're following some type of Jesus you've created in your head and your heart and your mind and in your belly and all parts of your armor to the point where you have basically become your own God and you've designed your own form of Jesus. No, there is a defense that we are given to protect us from that. That requires us to also spend time in God's word, study, pray, spend time with our believers. But we were promised and given, and that was in John 14, 15 through 17. If you want to go there, it says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Well, first of all, That means if God says that the sin is wrong, you need to keep that commandment because I said it was wrong. And this is God saying, I I said it was wrong. If you are accepting of it, then you're not keeping my commandments. And if you're not keeping my commandments, then you don't love me. I want you guys to really think about that statement. Verse 15, think about it go into verse 16, and I will ask the father and he will give you another helper because Jesus wasn't going to be there forever. And he told the disciples, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not here. I'm not going to stay here forever. <clears throat> so, well, technically he says right after to be with you forever, because basically I'm not going to be there. So it says in verse 17, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. So understand if you are, expecting like an unbeliever to understand the Holy Spirit, they don't have him. But if you are a true believer, you do. And that's a scary thought that you have people who are running around saying they're Christians, disobeying God, not doing his, his commandments, not following the truth, but yet they go to church and they like the feeling of being a Christian but many of them may not be. That's a really scary thought. It continues as womb the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him. Like, well, but they did know him. They they went to church. They were, you know, good examples. They spoke of the truth. They they did what was right, but then suddenly they changed. And suddenly they you know, they either they left me, um, or they start acting different they start acting opposite it doesn't necessarily mean that they were never not saved but it is an indication to make you wonder if they were ever saved though some people will say well no because i don't believe once saved always saved you know so th- you know they did all this wrong so now they're unsaved well i don't i don't believe that based on the scriptures i know that tell me that that we are saved and There should be a desire to do what is right. But I've also seen Christians and even myself, I mean, personally, even myself, where I've gotten down to a really dark part in my life, didn't deny God. but I purposely did not want to follow him or listen to him. I put myself in that position to not listen, obey and do what was right. It's not that. I denied God and said, you know, I no, I'm not a believer anymore. No, no, no. It was I I still felt the Holy Spirit keep telling me you got to stop doing that. You got to stop behaving like that. You stop being angry. You got to stop doing that. You got to stop doing that. You got to stop doing that. And I purposely did anyway because I was tired of trying to be good. I was tired of trying to do the right thing because it didn't seem like anything was happening for me. But you can deny the Holy Spirit's capability of reaching you enough to basically ignore or block the Holy Spirit's capability of helping you. And sometimes God has to let people go to that point for them to realize who God really is to them. And it continues, even the spirit of the truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. And I kind of like the next verse says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live. You also will live. In that day you will have, you will know that I'm I I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. He gives us comfort and understanding when we spend time in his word, we know his word, we spend time in his word, we talk to the believers, we pray together, we we live our lives the way we're supposed to. We need to stop lying to ourselves. We really need to stop denying that, you know, while I go to church and but I live my life the way I do, because in first John one, all of it's really good, but we're going to look at just a few verses. in verse five, this is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. We're not supposed to have the toxins and impurities as a part of our walk with the Lord. We can't have it and still be walking with the Lord. It's probably the reason why you don't see God completely moving in your life, why you're kind of stuck, why you may never grow further in your spiritual walk because you you have all this crap in your life, you have all these toxins and you've been eating them for so long and now you're sitting there going, I don't understand, I don't understand, I don't understand. And you, and you continue on the verse six, it says, if we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in light, we have fellowship with one another. In the blood of Jesus, his son cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from our unrighteousness. If we say we have not sin, make him a liar and his word is not in us the one thing i kind of notice with a lot of people a lot of people who who sit there and they're asking themselves why am i struggling in my faith why am i not seeing god move in me why am i not doing what i'm supposed to be doing the truth is is because you're not living out the truth you may do rituals prayers you may Follow the traditions you may follow, and I'm not talking about the two commandments that God, Jesus gave us, by the way. I'm not talking about the Lord's table and baptism, but the traditions that maybe your churches have done, you sat away from you know the girl that you liked all through high school and you never held hands, you never kissed, but then you go to college and you be, guys will have sex and have a baby together, and now your whole church is denying you as you know treating you like crap well, one, did you understand that you sinned? But two, it's because we lived very heavily with that concept of standards and not relational with Christ. As I remember when I went away to Maranatha Baptist Bible College, I remember how much standards I had held to all my life to try to be the quote, unquote, good guy, good, righteous person who follows Jesus. And I remember, I remember Jesus reaching out. I remember God saying to me, you think you know me, but you really don't because you live by standard alone. And I sat there and I thought about those words and I realized how much of what I was saying was repeated words from my pastors, from school teachers, from repeated information, but I never actually owned it as my relationship to Christ. When I stopped and realized, and this is the key thing, is surrendering every aspect of my life to his will. I remember after I came back, after a year of just trying to figure out things, I remember reading that one book. I remember it, it stating out, when we say we surrender to Christ, it's not all, It's not parts of it, it's all of it. And I remember when I finally said to myself, Lord, I give you every aspects from dating, college, school, job, life, friends, money. I, I wanted him to have it all. I still have to remind myself to do that And I still have to continue to be careful. And I know God has blessed Britt and I with what we have, but the one thing I got to remember to do is to make sure that I continue to surrender that because it is very easy to be manipulated and taken in by what the world has to offer. It's very easily to be manipulated, to think outside of the box of Christianity to find answers. It is also very easy to allow toxic stuff into your body, starts corrupting your foundations. Now We believe the Bible is 100% true. We believe that when we pray, we're speaking to God. We believe that when he died on the cross, he became our savior. So we accepted him to do that. We believe that, you know, we do baptism because we obey him because we want to obey his, his will for our lives. We believe that when we take the Lord's table as a remembrance of what he does, we believe that we you know when we sin, we need to repent. We believe that, you know, there is sins today that are being accepted and we need to say, no, it's not okay. And we should stand for that truth. We believe that the Holy spirit moves in us that dwells in us. And has, he has the capability to helping us through things. We know it's wrong to steal. We know it's wrong to murder. We know it's wrong to lie. We know it's wrong to envy someone else's stuff. We know it's wrong to have an adulterous desires in our brains for another woman, for another man's woman. We know it's wrong to be chasing, watching stuff that we shouldn't be watching. You know, we shouldn't be watching actual sex on TV. And I know it's hard to think, you know, hard to figure out where the line is, but you challenge yourself. That's the questioning you should be saying. Lord, should I be watching this show? I know it doesn't have... Old, detailed sex, but it has implicational of it. Or, you know, this show may show too much of something that bothers me, affects me. Should I stop watching it? I want you to think about games, anything. Hobbies. You know, there is nothing wrong in having a good hobby that you enjoy to do. But, you know, one of the things I always say, make sure those hobbies are not keeping you away from dealing with issues in your life because you're afraid and you're scared of what you could be doing like if you know, you're having issues with your wife issues with your kids or whatever you're using it as a tool to get out to get away from having a deal also spending too much time in the job it, it, even though you may think it's keeping you away from issues but it's also ne- showing neglection to your family you gotta make sure you create the right balance in your life otherwise you will falter to the side of becoming your own gods or controlling your own plans. You know, we start wanting to become idol. We become idol worshipers because we idolize everything else besides doing what we're supposed to be doing. Too many people today have loose belts. They think they're following God a hundred percent. They're too loose. Then they allow ideologies that loosen your foundations. They start making their own choices because, well, if I get too much into God, I can't really do what I really want. And God just sits there and goes, but you're neglecting me. So I'm going to let you choose the choices that you're making. But until you turn back to me, tighten that belt. Create a strong foundation on me. Understand who I am to you. Surrender everything, everything to my will. You are always going to seek after Godhood of yourself. You're going to create your own world, your own will, and your own way. And I can't be a part of that. I will be here waiting for you. I can't be a part of that. Turn from your sins. Turn from your problems. Don't allow the toxins inside your life. Come back to me. That's, That's what God's doing, calling out to you guys. Let's pray. Lord, I pray that you move men today, that you move even women who may be listening, that you allow them to turn from their ways. They turn from their hurt, turn from their fear, turn from their anger, turn from whatever it may be that's keeping them from having a tight belt on. It's allowing their immunity to be weak. It's putting their defenses into a situation where the enemy can just break in there and pound in there because the belt's just too loose. It can't be just going to church. It can't be just praying. It's everything, studying, it's spending time in your word, Lord. It's spending time with other believers. It's praying together in unity and praying by themselves. It's going to church because they want to learn more about you and to grow more about you and to live out their life. For you. It is not a diet time with you. It is a change because whatever they're putting into their lives right now, Lord, that is just tearing them up inside and and creating toxic impurities to grow inside there which is starting to affect the way they see you the way they see scripture the way they see prayer the way they see life because those toxins are starting to basically strain the truth a bit help them to remove those give them the courage to do so help them to find their way back the truth. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope you guys have a blessed week. I look forward to seeing you guys, well, more like speaking to you guys as you listen to me next time. God bless.